0: Welcome to the first ever Power Sports Podcast. I'm Brian Barth, and in this podcast we'll be talking about all different sports in each of our episodes. So, this episode, the pilot edition, will just introduce you to what I'll be doing and how we'll be doing each sport. So we're going to do a mix of most sports that are going on right now and upcoming in this episode. So, just to get things started, uh, It's, right now, football season. So, that means, football fans, you need to get back onto your couch and start watching TV again because tomorrow is football day and night in America where we will see a bunch of headline matchups, including on Sunday night football, the game of the week by far between the Green Bay Packers, and the Atlanta Falcons. So, just to start, let's talk all about a little bit about that game because it's going to be so huge. And I envision this game to be either really good or really bad. If it's somewhere anywhere any anywhere in between, I'll be really surprised. So, first of all, you've got the visiting Green Bay Packers, obviously with t- top-notch QB Aaron Rodgers. Then on the rushing side, Ty Montgomery um, and Randall Cobb receiving and been there a while. Rodgers obviously knows him pretty well. And then facing another great quarterback, Matt Ryan, Devonta Freeman, and new guy, Hooper. Uh, not Now making his mark in Atlanta for the first time we've really seen. So... In the all-new Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is extremely cool, the Atlanta Falcons will be playing their second game there. Uh, Green Bay Packers and the Atlanta Falcons both not terrible uh, for the injury reports. Um, although, according to ESPN Pick Center, the Atlanta Falcons... Favor to win this game 58.3% to Green Bay's 41.4%. So if you think about it, pretty close. Um, But I do believe Green Bay will definitely be huge in this game and has a great shot at winning. So let's get to the other games. Uh, Just to start out, Thursday night football happened just two days ago between the Texans and the Bengals. Very low-scoring game, 13-9 to nine in favor of the Houston Texans away in Cincy. Um, Cincy now 0-2, Houston to 1-1. and Deshaun Watson, 100, only 125 passing yards, but 67 rushing yards, continues to leave Houston to lead Houston on the season in rushing yards. Uh, And then, obviously, Hopkins receiving there. And A.J. Green, another amazing receiver on the other side for Cincinnati. Joe Mixon starting to carry the ball for the Bengals. And then Andy Dalton, obviously, at quarterback, had better numbers than Deshaun Watson passing the ball on Thursday. But that did not seem to matter for Houston's 13-9 victory over the Bengals. Now let's get into a little NFC East action. At 1 o'clock, the Eagles and the Chiefs will face off. Chiefs coming off a win last week on Thursday Night Football against the New England Patriots, now facing the Philadelphia Eagles at home and have a 74.5% chance at winning. Carson Wentz coming back out. For the Philadelphia Eagles with 307 yards last week, two touchdowns, only one interception, but through 26 for 39, Alex Smith, 368 yards and four touchdowns, amazing numbers for him, 28 for 35. Garrett Blunt, though, now for Philadelphia, looked like an absolute beast last week against the Washington Redskins, went for 46 yards on 14 carries, but as a big man, he did what he needed to do to get Philly the win over Washington. Zach Ertz leading the receiving core for Philadelphia with 93 yards last week in eight receptions over on the Kansas City side. Hunt, Cream Hunt, 148 yards, a touchdown and 17 carries, and then Hill receiving for the Chiefs with 133 yards, one touchdown, and seven receptions. I do believe Kansas City will win this game, but Philly still has got a good shot the season for the NFC East. Now, um... Other 1 o'clock games, Browns and Ravens, not the one that most people are going to be watching. Ravens, 80.3% winning. Has Joe Flacco, who only went 9 for 17 for 121 yards, a TD and an interception for the receiving core for Baltimore. West, 19, sorry, rushing, 19 carries, 80 yards, one touchdown. Not terrible, but not An amazing way to start the year. Then Jeremy Macklin in Baltimore, 56 yards of TD with only two receptions. 56 yards, two receptions. Do that math. That's two long receptions, or as we saw last week, one big one. For Cleveland going into Baltimore next week, this week, Deshaun Kaiser, 222 yards, one TD, one interception. Uh, Two thirds of the passes were completed, 20 of 30, in their loss last weekend. Isaiah Crowell had 33 yards and 17 carries, and Corey Coleman receiving had five receptions for 53 yards and a touchdown. Definitely Baltimore winning this game. Uh, Cleveland not a great year ahead of them, but hopes. Still very low. Um, Bills and the Panthers also at 1 o'clock. Both teams coming off of a week one win. Carolina favored to win this game 75% according to ESPN's matchup predictor. Um, Season leaders, obviously from last week, Cam Newton two touchdowns and interception with 171 yards. Tyrod Taylor for Buffalo, two touchdowns, also one interception, so both 2-to-1 ratios, 224 yards, 16 for 28. He only let up 13 more passes and had two more completions, but still had 224 yards to Cam Newton's 171 yards, rushing for... Buffalo Shady McCoy, 22 carries last week for 110 yards. Jonathan Stewart, 18 for 65 yards. Shepard for the receiving core for Carolina. For Cam Newton, two receptions last week for 53 yards and a touchdown. Matthews for Buffalo. For Tyrod Taylor, two receptions for 61 yards. So, not amazing receiving cores. Hopefully Carolina can put themselves back out. And same as Buffalo. So, um, I think the seasons for either of these teams is going to depend a lot about this game. And it's going to show a lot in this game tomorrow at 1. So, for our next game, uh, interleague between the Arizona Cardinals at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Indianapolis Colts, both coming off of Week 1 losses. Arizona favored to win the game by 7 points, according to ESPN Pick Center. Um, Scott Tolzien for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, 128 yards last week with 2, two interceptions, Half passes completed nine for 18 to Carson Palmer's three interceptions, but a touchdown at least 268 yards, 27 for 48. Neither of these two quarterbacks obviously had good weeks last week in week one, David Johnson with the highlight injury, 11 carries for 23 yards, little carries, but still injured, which is definitely going to prevent Arizona season. The number one, Fantasy, the number one man in fantasy coming into the year, as you can see now, is injured. Frank Gore for Indianapolis, 10 carries for 42 yards, no touchdowns. And then T.Y. Hilton, 57 yards, three receptions. And Larry Fitzgerald, 74 yards, six receptions, two not-bad receiving cores, just with the highlight players, T.Y. Hilton and Larry Fitzgerald. So... Not a huge game to watch, but could be interesting in Indy. Titans and Jaguars—another one not many people would be seeing. If you were to guess what the records would be for this for this week for these two teams, Jaguars are one and zero after Week One, and the Titans are zero and one. I would have that on the complete opposite. Um, so. Tennessee obviously failed to win the game, but only by one and a half. After Jacksonville um, beating, or sorry, having a, defeating last week, but not only did they have a win, they did it by a lot. That score was so big that um, it, you would have never thought about it ever. Uh, I obviously never did. I'm sure many people in uh, elimination leagues would probably even pick against them. They won 29 to seven over the Houston Texas Texans, 22 points for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Maybe something to watch this year. Not sure. Let's see how this game goes against the Tennessee Titans with Marcus Mariota. And then 1 o'clock, it's the Pats and the Saints. I would definitely think both teams would be 1-0 and 0 coming into this week. Again, both teams 0-1-1. But the last three times that the Patriots lost their season opener, guess what happened? They came out with the Vince Lombardi trophy. So, for all Pats fans out there, uh, it could be looking good if they win this game against the Saints. who were not supposed to be that bad this year, but... Uh oh, it might happen if they lose going zero and two. That just doesn't shouldn't happen for a team like this, who had very high hopes for this year. Uh, t- just to look at the numbers from last week, and just to say that the New England Patriots away have a fifty eight point seven percent chance at winning, according to ESPN's FPI. Tom Brady, 267 yards, 16 for 36. Drew Brees, 1TD, 291 yards, 27 for 37. Definitely better numbers, as you can see, for Drew Brees. Adrian Peterson for the Saints, 6 carries for 18 yards, although um, Mark Ingram is still there, so it will be platooning. Gillesley for New England, 15 carries, 45 yards, and 3 rushing touchdowns, receiving yards, Daniel Amendola, 6 reception for 100 yards, exactly no TDs. Kobe Fleener for the Saints. One touchdown, five receptions for 54 yards. So that one in New Orleans tomorrow at 1. Vikings and the Steelers. Another interleague matchup that we're seeing. Both teams 1-0 and at Heinz Field. Um, it will be a 63.9% chance of... Pittsburgh coming out on top. They are favored um, by six points over the Minnesota Vikings. Ben Roethlisberger, pretty good day, 263 yards, 24 for 36, two touchdowns, only one interception last week. Bradford, three touchdowns, 346 yards, 27 for 32, only five misses. Dalvin Cook, 127 yards, 22 carries for Minnesota to Le'Veon Bell for Pittsburgh, 10 carries for 32 yards. Receiving yards for it is Thalen, nine receptions for 157 yards. Minnesota still not with a pretty good receiving core. Antonio Brown, 182 yards, 11 receptions for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, now just to skip around to a 425 game. The Washington Redskins in L.A. um, against the Los Angeles Rams, 61.1% chance of winning for L.A. Jared Goff comes in 306 yards, 21 for 29 last week with a touchdown. And Kirk Cousins, an interception, one touchdown, 240 yards, 23 for 40. Rushing yards for the Washington Redskins last week was led by Kirk Cousins, 30 yards with four carries, and Todd Gurley for the Rams, 19 carries, 40 yards, and a touchdown. Terrell Pryor Sr. had 66 yards with six receptions last week, and Cup for the Rams last week had four receptions for 76 yards. So now to move on. Two Monday night football in the NFC East. It's the Detroit Lions at MetLife Stadium against the New York football Giants at 8.30 on ESPN on Monday. Giants have a 58.3% chance of defeating the Lions this week. Eli Manning coming out after week one, 29 for thirty-eight, two 220 yards and an interception. Matt Stafford. I'm not going to say anything else, rather than 292 yards and four touchdowns in their week one win. Paul Perkins for rushing yards for the New York Giants, seven carries for 16 yards. And Amir Abdullah, 30 yards on 15 carries for the Lions and receiving yards. It's Lewis for the Giants for receptions for 54 yards. And Golden Tate, sorry 10 receptions for 107 yards. For the Lions, I think the Lions are going to win that game. But the Giants are going to be pretty darn close, even though, according to Pick Center by ESPN, three points for the Giants. Again, one of the other 430 games, the 49ers and the Seahawks, both with week one losses. The Seahawks have an 89.5% chance of winning, uh, with Russell Wilson last week having 158 yards, for for 27. Led rushing yards as well with 40 yards on two carries. It's pretty big so obviously that one big carry. Receiving yards, Doug Baldwin, 63 yards for four receptions and Pierre Garçon for the Niners, 81 yards for six receptions. Uh, Carlos Hyde uh, rushing for the Niners last week, 45 yards on six carries. Sorry, nine carries, averaging five yards for carries per carry, not bad, but it sometimes happens uh not great but not bad improve that would be pretty great for the team uh, and hopefully some wins in their near end could be far future in this season that way, maybe even a playoff run um could happen. For them. So now to move on to tonight's college football games. Uh, We saw in the top 25 um, games throughout Thursday, Friday, and today on Saturday. Uh, Pretty good matchups going on on Friday. uh, Southern Florida. Uh, beat Illinois pretty handily, forty-seven to twenty-three, uh, earlier today on Saturday. Virginia Tech crushed East Carolina, sixty-four to seventeen, was the final. They are the sixteenth in nation, Tech, and probably will advance on that one. Auburn defeated Mercer as the fifteen seed, twenty-four to ten, and Ohio State beat Army, thirty-eight to seven. The Miami versus Florida State game in, for the All-Florida w- is postponed. Um, we don't know when that game will be played yet. Uh, from Doc Campbell Stadium in Tallahassee. Other games that happened this afternoon. W- number 10, Wisconsin defeated BYU 40-6 in that win f- for the Badgers. Um, Hornabrook passed for four TDs, 256 yards, and only had one incomplete pass. Florida defeated Tennessee 26 to 10 in the 24 vs 23 SEC East highlight matchup, which could decide the SEC East, but we're not sure yet. So it is pretty early in the season. Um, SMU, um, defeated Oh, sorry. Lost to number 20 TCU, 56 to 36. Michigan defeated Air Force, not by as much as you may think, though, 29 to 13. Memphis upsets UCLA 48 to 45 in the late comeback. Oklahoma State wins on the road against Pitt pretty handily, 59 to 21. Right now, the game of the week, Clemson on the road in Louisville, up 7 to nothing in the first with the ball. Georgia State with the ball again against Penn State um, Penn State at home and are winning twenty one to zero as the five seed Kansas State the number 18 seed playing SEC Eastern team Vanderbilt tied at seven in the second Stanford and Georgia Georgia winning by a lot twenty one to nothing in the second at the half it's LSU and Mississippi state Mississippi State as unranked defeating as of right now the number 12 seed LSU 17 to 7 could be one to watch in the second half to see if LSU can make a mid late game comeback Alabama winning by 14 points at the half over Colorado State at uh, and Oklahoma the number two seed beating by 21 points to Tulane at home and Washington State um, is at home defeating Oregon State pretty heavily, forty-nine to sixteen. They just started the fourth there, so that pretty that pretty much gets you a go round of NCAA football later tonight at eight thirty on Fox. Texas plays USC. In California, Washington at home against Fresno State. And then Stanford on the road to play San Diego State. Now let's get over to Major League Baseball, where just... Today we had some games already go on between the Nationals and the Dodgers in Washington. The Dodgers won to take a two nothing series lead. They won three to two. The Yankees at home defeated the Orioles nine to three. The Astros at home defeated the Mariners eight to six. Um, the Cubs defeated the Cardinals four to one to improve their record to eighty two and sixty six. And the Cardinals go down to seventy seven to seven and 71 in that game for the Cubs in the eighth inning. Russell got a 437-foot home run to left center in, at Wrigley Field. Uh, Royals lost to the Indians 8-4, to four, and the Indians improved that amazing streak. Uh, not much other... Uh, To say there, tonight the Giants and the Diamondbacks will be playing at 9, as well as the Angels and Rangers. Big games tomorrow to look at. Obviously, the Nationals and the Dodgers play on Sunday night baseball at 8 o'clock on ESPN. And the Royals and the Indians play at 110 in Cleveland. So, other than that, That's pretty much it, so thank you very much for listening to the pilot edition of the Power Sports Podcast. Thank you, and good night.